Movies and Booze. I'm Moncrief. With Marks and Spencer. On News Talk. Now, as you'll know, uh, uh, a continuing issue for owners of electric vehicles is range anxiety, as well as a relative paucity of charging stations around the country. But in Detroit, the solution to these problems might be in sight. They've just opened a stretch of road called a smart road. Of course, everything is smart these days. It's only 400 metres long. But when electric cars drive along it, they also get charged. Kira O'Brien is technology correspondent for the Irish Times. Afternoon, Kira. Good afternoon. Uh, now, uh, I, as I understand it, there's, there's, ver- there's versions of these kind of smart roads or, or different ways it could work. The one in Detroit, how does that work? It's basically done through inductive charging. So if you have an iPhone or any sort of kind of high-end smartphone, you, you know, you have wireless charging where you can just throw your uh, your phone on a charging pad and it will start to charge wirelessly. So no cables, uh, everything's very convenient. And this is essentially the same thing. Um, though I'm hoping it's a bit more sophisticated because if you use wireless chargers, you know, you have to get it on the exact spot or else <laughs> you wake up to a dead phone. I mean, do you have to drive over a certain spot on the road? Do you have to keep it centered? Th- these are questions that I have. And I, like, I'll, I'll be upfront. I actually, I drive an electric car. This is fascinating to me for a couple of reasons. First of all, that range anxiety thing is real. Now, it does lessen the longer you drive one of these cars and it does, it's, it's, it's less of an issue now because the cars have a much better range on them. But if you're driving from one side of Ireland to the other, you know, you have to factor in if you're going to have to stop and charge. Um, And that can take time. And then you get there and inevitably there's somebody parked who's gone off for a burger who isn't actually charging their car because it's the only charging spot left in the entire car park. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there fuming, waiting for them to come back. It's the equivalent of of parking your car at the only petrol station in the entire county and going away for a cigarette or something. But, you know, so this would essentially help to solve that range anxiety. But it's not just about, like, and I, I, we tend to kind of focus on ourselves, you know. So if I take myself kind of involvement out of it, um, and if you look at the, the kind of the bigger picture. So, yes, great for private cars, better for trucks and for buses. So buses, very predictable routes. You know, you could have electrified buses that would travel on these routes and would charge as they drive. Because the other thing to remember is this stretch of road is phenomenally expensive. I think it was $2 million for 400 metres of road. Could you imagine trying to get that through the local county council? They'd have a stroke at the idea. Like Their, their budgets would be completely decimated at the thought that they were going to do this to like stretches of South County Dublin or stretches of Kerry. You know, it's just not at the moment anyway. Obviously, these these things get less and less expensive as time goes on. But what you're talking about doing is putting induction coils into the road. Now, there are other versions of this technology. One is, you know, where you have the overhead wires. Now, that would only work for, say, like buses um, or similar to what the Lewis does. You know, they have that kind of thing. The other one is where there is an electrified kind of like a rail in the road. It's conductive charging, but that would require you to have something in the car that would be able to connect to that rail, like say like a small arm that would drop down. Um, And Mm. that's, again, not feasible. So with this particular, this method, this inductive charging, so you put these coils in the road, you put a a kind of a a receiver onto the car so the car can access the, the charging and then you drive and the car charges as you drive. Now, obviously, this is not going to be free by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, this would be something that you would probably sign up for as a subscription eventually. I mean, we, we've seen what happened with um, on-street public chargers in Ireland where for a long time they were actually free, probably because there wasn't enough people using it to actually justify the expense of 
of collecting that money. But something like this is massively expensive. And what I would hate to see is, you know, people to go gung-ho on all of this stuff while neglecting the very simple solution, which is put in a better charging network around the country and putting a better charging network around cities. This is not meant to replace any of that. It's supposed to work alongside it. Uh, if you have if you have wirelessly charging buses, it means the buses can stay on the roads for longer. So while it's great for private car drivers, the main thing is to kind of electrify buses, trucks, these things that are are, are more uh, emissions heavy than your private car would be. Yeah. Now, the, the, the thing about that, though, of course, is the buses and the trucks would have massive batteries com- uh, compared to a car. So do we, is it known how efficient these induction coils are in terms of, you know, if you went over, started driving on one, you were only at 20 percent. How long would it take to get you to 60 percent, say? See, that's that's the question, because I have found and I don't have anybody else out there. I have found that my um, my my mobile phone, which has a rather small battery and it takes a lot longer to charge on a wireless charger than mm. it does if you plug it in. And look, that's always going to be a more efficient way of doing things. But the idea is not to completely eliminate, you know, that type of charging. It's just to kind of complement it. So it will give you a bit of range, a bit of extra range as you're driving. It's not going to charge your battery to full. It's not going to do it particularly quickly. But it could mean that you would have smaller batteries inside vehicles. And for something the size of a bus and with the weight of a bus already, you think about the, you know, what it would the, the amount of batteries it would take to actually to to have one of these buses driving for any length of time, you know that would mean you could have. I think they they did a a, a study on it in Sweden, and I think they said they could reduce the size of batteries in cars by about seventy percent, which you know is is significant, yeah. and it means less weight in the vehicles, which means it has it, t- it will take less to less battery power to actually pull them along, and it also means less wear and tear on the road because if you think about it, like you drive around Dublin and you see the most frequent thing you see is like dips on, in the road and potholes in the road. Now, can you imagine if you're putting this very expensive equipment into in under the road surface as well? Mm. You know, you're going to want to make sure that those roads are kind of in tip-top condition and to do that, you don't want anything massively heavy driving on them. Yeah. Now, the, the uh, you mentioned Sweden there and obviously Detroit are the first people to lay a bit of tarmac with one of these charges in it. But uh, is Sweden planning something similar? Well, they've been doing something for a while. They've been doing pilot projects and a few European countries have done this. But in 2018, they did the first, uh, the world's first charging rail for electric vehicles on public roads. Um, it was a pilot between uh, the airport in Stockholm and a logistics area in Rosersberg. I have no idea how, how close those two things are, but it was basically there was a two kilometre stretch of road, but they put a, an electric rail into a, into the um, asphalt and basically electric trucks had this, it was this conductive charging where the arm lowers and it char- they char- charged as they drove. But a couple of years ago, then they did another demonstration project. Uh, it's over about a kilometre and a half of electric road and what they did was they installed it on this four kilometre section between uh, Visby and Visby Airport and they were using it to operate a passenger shuttle bus to and from the airport as well as trucks and basically to kind of test and demonstrate how this technology would work and if it's feasible to do this long term because they do have plans uh, to expand it to like 3,000 kilometres of electric roads in Sweden by 2035 and they're now looking at putting it into the E20 motorway in Sweden so that would connect uh, hubs between a few Swedish cities whose name I'm not even going to try and mangle, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's basically like between Stockholm, Gothenburg, and and and, and Malmo, and they're kind of they're planning to have this built by 2025. So it's still in the early stages. They haven't decided which type of charging they're going to to use, but you know this is the the, the forerunner of this now, and you know, how this. I suppose how this goes will dictate how they they roll out the rest of this 3,000 kilometres of electric roads over the next few years. I mean, you're thinking about in 10 years' time, 
that this could be a fairly commonplace thing in Sweden. And, you know, Scandinavian countries are usually quite far ahead of us. I mean, if you look at their ownership of electric cars, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely ahead of us in that respect. But like, we can learn from this, you know, as long as, you know, we don't get too many potholes in the roads. And yeah. We should be okay. And also, I would have thought parking spaces would be ideal for this kind of thing. That would be, yeah, to me, that would be the, the obvious uh, solution. Um, but then again, you know, you have to kind of figure out the... Uh, the logistics of this because we do have parking spaces at the moment that have electric car chargers, you know, on them. And mm. you'll frequently find somebody's just using them to park, not charge, because they don't even have an electric car. And there's nothing more <laughs> infuriating when you are down to whatever the electric equivalent is of fumes and you find somebody has parked their non-electric car in a spot that specifically says electric cars only. It's like rage inducing. So if they were to build us into more spaces, yes, great, fantastic. But if you're going to put into a couple and then expect people to respect that, you know, I think you're onto a hide into nothing there. Yeah. I, I, what I'm hearing from you, Kara, is that they should put them everywhere or you're going to punch someone one day. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair enough. So uh, t- take it as a given, uh, uh, local authorities. Thanks a million, Kira, for uh, sharing that with us. That was Kira O'Brien, technology correspondent uh, for the Irish Times. Movies and booze on Moncrief with Marks and Spencer on News Talk.